So thought, never open podcast asking, isn't Gene LaBelle the guy who choked out Steven Seagal and made him poop his pants? I don't know that story, but probably. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially Kevin fucking Kelly. My name's Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hey, my name is Mr. Andy <clears throat> and that Mr. Guy, or whatever you want to call me. If you want to grunt during my name, I mean, I'm okay with that. That's <clears throat> I, I'm excited. Everyone knows I'm the manliest. That's that's, uh, that's very important to know. And uh, I would never be anything but manly. But uh, we, I'm excited because not only do we have two big shows of New Japan action in the G132 to talk about, but we also have a huge update on a cultural Japanese thing that I know you guys have all been waiting for. So I'm excited to talk about that. That's why they've uh, tuned into the podcast, just for that. Uh, and also to wrestling i guess but there are ways people can contact us if they wish to uh never open pod at gmail.com for written or voice emails uh we're on the tweety as well if you want to interact with us that would be awesome i'm at grumpy 2 eb mr guy is at drews of the tweets and collectively we're at never open pod so say hello also we have a teespring we have a teespring store buy some shit Look never as fuck. Yeah, how's that? I'm getting them all done in the in the early stages every time. Professionalism. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> your intro is kind of the same every time. If you just like look back on it, it's like stumble, stumble, then say that you did a good job, and then move on. That's kind of what it always is. But you know yeah. what, man? That's okay. And you know, I'm excited to talk about all this stuff. And, uh, you know, we got exciting things to talk about, and things happen on these shows that have never happened before, Luke. Ever. Ever. Well, I can't wait to talk about those things. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's much news. There was a bit of news the on uh, the other night that said, uh, hey, uh, we're taking Jay off for, for a night or two before his tournament match because uh, close contact or something like that. Heat stroke. Heat stroke. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was exhibiting signs of heat stroke and when when asked about it taichi said that it's not true and that that's not it, it, it's just him faking because he doesn't feel like doing tag matches <laughs> <laughs> they were stroking all right but it wasn't heat stroke you ever heard I mean, that song stroking like it's <laughs> it's um it is obscene it's a song like it's like a i don't know like i don't know who i think clarence carter is the name of the guy and it's about fucking but it's called stroking and so basically it just talks about fucking like the whole song and but he uses the word stroking instead and there's like um there's even a line in it. This is like a popular song, like a dance song that you might hear at a wedding or something. And uh there's even a part of it where he says something like, you know, if my stuff is isn't tight enough, you can stick it in my woo. That's in the song, stroking. Check that song out. Clarence Carter, stroking. Nice. Also, uh, we swear on stuff on this podcast and bring up obscene songs, so uh, just be aware of that. Butt stuff. Yeah, we talk and about butt, butt stuff. stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Butts are funny. It's like that episode of Always Sunny where they find out that uh, uh, Frank was shit in the bed, and he's like, why are, you sh- why are you pooping in the bed, Frank? Poop is funny. Ha, 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 I mean, that's not as funny as what we were just talking about, but, I mean, it's <laughs> – because, I mean, you find a turd in the bed, that ain't funny. And poor Charlie has to sleep with him. So, I mean, like, that's not fair. 
Oh, fuck, I love that show. Oh, my goodness. But, oh, my goodness. We didn't do much preamble this morning, everyone. We just went straight into the episode, and then now I've just been um, like, oh, wow. We did it. Did a little preamble, but uh, folks don't need to know about that. But I think my they favorite, thank you for asking. I think my favorite uh, moment on Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. is the moment when um, uh, Sweet D, she gets a cat stuck in the wall and she invites Charlie over to kind of fix this problem. And his first thing, he's like, well, you gotta, you, that is a cat. You got to diagnose the issue. And he's like, well, first thing we got to do is get some more cats in there. <laughs> and eventually she's like 20 cats in her wall. <laughs> it's fantastic. Her first problem. Like, because she sees getting that cat out as Charlie work, right? But mm-hmm. he's really dumb. So he's just going to make it worse. Charlie work. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what young lions have to do. They have to do a lot of Charlie work. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the size of the rats in the dojo? <laughs> they got fight off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Charlie work. I love it. You know, maybe we shouldn't call it that, but uh, yeah. No, we definitely shouldn't. All right. So here we are. It's the G1 Climax. It's night 14. We are at the Hiroshima Sun Plaza Hall. And, all right, Mr. Guy, what what, what do you got on the Hiroshima Sun Plaza Hall? Well, Luke, as you know, and you will remember, Mm -hmm. every year when we talk about the Hiroshima Sun Plaza, we talk about the, uh, what's it called here? It's called the coming of age ceremony. Remember this? Oh, that's right. uh, Yeah. This is a big deal. Like every year there's this coming of age thing. It's called the Seiji no Hai. And uh, it's a Japanese holiday. It's the second Monday of January usually, but, you know, it's held in this in this arena here is like this is kind of the home of this uh, holiday thing and they have all these big ceremonies where basically you you become a man and you're allowed to do butt stuff i think is how that works but um it's <laughs> maybe a woman too i'm not sure butt but stuff uh, point is unlocked yeah, absolutely. The point is, is the, you know, as we know, the, the ceremonies, ceremonies have been, you know, celebrated since at least 714 Common Era during the reign of Empress uh, Jim Mia, of course, you know, course. and uh, it's it's just great because, you know, it's been the per- kind of issue where because of COVID, there's a special kimono that they manufacture in the area that you got to wear for this thing. And because of COVID that the like, you know, the kimono like industry had had really taken a hit, but apparently they're bouncing back. And this year there's no uh, issues and they're they're pumping out the kimonos. And, you know, there's going to be all kinds of uh, people, you know, getting old enough to do butt stuff. So I thought they were making less kimonos because like the population so old that there's no no teenagers left. <laughs> That's true. That is also true. So um, never. Yeah. And uh, I made half of that stuff up anyway. So here we are. Oh, I was hoping it was all true. But here's something that's not made up, but it was scripted. It is Kosai Fujita and Tomohiro Ishii versus Bushi and Shingo. And uh, Bushi's not really in the mood for young lions at the start of this. He does hate him, and he he shows that hate. Also, he's not very happy with getting grabbed big time in this either. This match is, like, I just like it because it's Ishii on one side, and Shingo on the other side, and they're just going to resume beefing. That's just that's just what's going to happen. And while he while they're beefing, Bushi's just going to beat the shit out of Kosai Fujita, which is pretty much what happens. Yeah, you know, man. Which uh, I think he he grabbed out uh, Fujita as 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 he would, because he doesn't like young lions at all. 
Yeah, he grabbed the shit out of him, you know, but uh, that was fine. And then next, Luke, we had Taka Michinoku and Zack Sabre Jr. I don't know why they didn't do the whole thing. That would have been so awesome. I know. But uh, they didn't, you know, it's fine. But uh, it's versus Team Filthy, which is... He is! Yeah, he is uh, ZSJ. But uh, anyway, it's Tom Lawler and uh, that other guy. So, um, Roy Isaac. So, Tom... Uh, Lawler, he has his hair like uh, Taka's, like, um, you know, something about Mary or whatever. Yeah, that's and, what uh, that's, I thought, too. It was funny. pretty funny. And uh, him and Zack Sabre Jr., they do really good wrestling. And they start, like, quoting Culture Club slash George Michael lyrics at each other and argue over which is Ichiban. Um, you know, Tom and Isaac stay double team. And Tom says, who's a dickhead now? And then he pins Taka Michinoku. Uh, what do you think, Luke? Which is better, Culture Club? Uh, boy George or uh, you know George Michael. Uh, George Michael. Why? Uh, I can think of like more George. I mean, some of them will be Wham songs. I, I will admit, but I can think of like way more George Michael songs than I can like Boy George Culture Club songs. I can think of like what Karma Chameleon and what was the one yeah. that they quoted tonight? I'll tumble for you. I'm tumble for oh, I that's like that one. Song. But the one the one they quoted here was Karma Chameleon, right? It's the you know, uh, do you really want to hurt me? You know, that, yeah. That song. Do you really want to make me cry? It was funny. I liked it. It, it was a good. Uh, it was a good George off. It was a George off, wasn't it? <laughs> Boy George versus George Michael fight. That, that would have been not awesome. too many wrestlers named George. You know, there's Gorgeous George, who's one of the best ever, but not too many other ones. I'm pretty sure Boy George wins at life, though, like because he's still got it. But all right, let's move on. We've got uh, <laughs> we've got the Empire, which is like the four original dudes. It's Hanare. Uh, yeah, it's the Empire Laundry Boys. Hanare. Uh, Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, and the great Okan, Okan on the Cobb. First is the Evil Dicks show and El Fantasmo. And uh, I like the start of this because uh, Hanari's really pissed off because, you know, Evil fucked him over. So he starts wailing on Evil. And as he's wailing on Evil in the corner, Dick Togo starts punching him in the back. And he just no-sells. He just no- <laughs> he just no-sells Dick Togo's punches. So I thought this was crazy fun. Greater Khan looks possessed with his tongue out and shit, like, what's going on here? But, uh, you know, he seems like he's having a really fun time, the Greater Khan, whereas the other three members of the Empire are just, like, really pissed off at House of Torture. <laughs> Dick Togo, he really doesn't want to get put into the Ultima again. He does everything he can to get out of it, but he fails and gets put into the Ultima, a move that's been put over so much that it's been useless in the actual G1 matches. Yeah, no kidding. Well, two things about that match that I found interesting is that Great O'Conn, like, he didn't realize that the other, you know, uh, laundry boys were going to beat everybody up. So he just keeps doing his full entrance. And there, and <laughs> he didn't even notice that everyone was fighting until he pulled the little, you know, sheet off of his face. And then he was like, oh, shit, that was pretty funny. Also, uh, we had Will Ospreay approach Kevin Kelly. Um, and Kevin Kelly apparently has this water bottle sitting in his feet. And the water bottle has something else in it um, that's a clear liquid. And so it's, uh, according to him, it's made from potatoes. And so it's vodka. And and Kevin Kelly is like, no, don't touch that, because Will Ospreay picks it up and pours it all over the place. And he's like, oh, that costs money. So so 
Kevin Kelly's drinking vodka in the show? I mean, okay. that does explain how... Uh, it does. That's true. It explains a lot, actually. It, it, it explains why every time they talk about Watto, they just bury the poor bastard because they've had a few <laughs> vodkas and they're just like... <laughs> Watto. <laughs> That's what we do too. Well, the next match, Luke, is uh, Tanahashi, Okada, Goto versus the Juice Blacksmith Generals. And Jay was supposed to be in this, but he has heat stroke? Nah, he's just playing. Uh, Goto and Tanahashi, they have a disagreement throughout this match, right? And they're kind of like, uh, Tanahashi is hilarious. Like, um, <laughs> so we also had uh, Gato booing Tanahashi's abs. And Gato is like, I miss you, Jay, to the camera, which is great. Tanahashi and Goto uh, in this match, they the, them being you know together kind of rules because they do all kinds of fun stuff where like Goto, you know, he's about to win, he thinks, and and Tanahashi just runs in and gives hits a sling blade on Gato, <laughs> <laughs> just to fuck with Goto. It's really great. Bullet Club also tried to give Gato several chances to win, but uh, it's not what's going to happen here. So Goto beats uh, Gato with uh, using a move of some kind. That's true. It's a GTR, but uh, he and yeah, he didn't want Tanahashi's help. By the way, we we don't have Jay in this match, so that means we don't have a member of the other team on this match, which would have been Yano. So Okada and Tanahashi, what they choose Goto to be their tag partner and not Toru hey. Yano. It's a preview, but they're on the I, same team. So, I know. <laughs> you know, I get it. After that, Luke, we get joined by, L, uh, excuse me, Ill, extremely large phallus is on commentary now. Yes, he is. And uh, we have D block action. And I'm sorry, look, I've been kind to both these people in the G1, especially Yoshihashi. So it's Yoshihashi versus Yujiro Takahashi. All right. I've been kind to them. Because I feel like they've put in the work and they've been doing entertaining stuff in the G1 matches. That's fine. Who put them in the same block? Because that's some bullshit. Uh, I'm sorry. Fantasy nightmare book material there. Yeah. And by the way, uh, before I talk about this match, uh, El Fantasmo breaks wrestling on commentary by saying that the young boys should zip lock the turnbuckle pads on, which uh, is so cool that it makes me want to see a Yano match where the other guy has ziplocked all the fucking turnbuckle pads together so Yano can't take any of them yeah. off. He would so. freak out, you know. It's like having Butthead from Beavis and Butthead on commentary. That's <laughs> what Yano is like. It's great. <laughs> this match sucks, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Did you I'm hear sorry. what ELP said about it? He's like, they. we hear 10 minutes gone, and ELP goes, 10 minutes? Feels more like 20. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, accurate. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Look, I don't want to talk about this match too much because it is stank nuggets and slow and plodding, and these two should never have been in the same block. I'm sorry, Mr. Gator. I try in in you. I trust, but come on, man. One of these guys should have been in another block, and these two should not have interacted. Yeah, I've said that. That would have saved anything, but uh, yeah, this this is not good. So it's so not good that I'm just going to go straight to the finish where I'm just like, oh, look, Yoshihashi's got a title, should be able to make it to six points. That'd be fine. And I'm like, that'd be nice because he never makes it to six points. And then he loses. And I'm just like, oh, for God's sakes, you couldn't give yeah. me Doki making it to his highest record in the best of Super Juniors and you couldn't let me have a third in a row win by Yoshihashi. I've never seen him get a hat trick in singles matches. I Why? just wanted it once. 
No. I don't know. I know you don't want it, but if I have to watch matches from either one of these two, 10 times out of 10, and let, oh, right, nine times out of 10, I want to see Yoshihashi matches over Yujiro. I prefer seeing Yujiro. I think my, my favorite Yujiro matches are when he's wrestling his own Bullet Club dudes. Yeah. I thought we weren't going to talk about this. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do, That's do a good wanna, point, though. You're right. <laughs> oh my goodness feels like it's... 20 minutes kevin oh my god i felt like i talked about this match for 20 minutes without saying much but yujiro at six you know, yoshihashi it, at four yeah but... and yujiro is like he's leading his block too by the way which um you know it, it does feel like 20 minutes especially when you're watching this match at fucking five in the morning or whatever it's like are you kidding me i got up for this motherfuckers <laughs> What are you What's doing? Next? Also, I like House of Torture, everyone, but this match right here, yeah, I felt all yours pain for House of Torture stuff. Because I was going for Yoshi. But yes, the next match, which is another match that just warms my heart with interest, it is B-block action. It is Sonata versus Chase Owens. Um, well, since you didn't have much to say about the previous match, which is probably a good thing, I'll let you start off with this one. <laughs> Well, this is a very well wrestled match. It's very, it's, it's good, and I just have a lot of problem paying attention because it's kind of boring to me. Yeah. Uh, the finish is weird. It's like there's a moonsault, skull in, and then Chase can't touch the ropes, but his foot is blatantly under the rope, which means he's out of the ring. Like you don't have to touch the rope; you have to get to the ropes. You know, touching them is a symbolic, you know, kind of like. You know, it's a way to show the the crowd that, that there's a rope break, but putting your foot under the rope is exactly the same thing. And like half of Chase's leg was under the rope and there's a ref stoppage. So that's a thing that happened. Um, I just is this a good match? Yeah. You know, is it interesting in any way, shape or form to me? No, no. Oh, man, we're coming out hot for the for the. Good. Oh, man, it's there's good shit coming up. Don't worry, folks. We got good shit. Yeah, I I don't have much to say about this match either. Uh, the ending, it, it's even weirder, the ending. Like, if Sonata could have just, like, lifted his head and seen what Chase was up to, he easily could have been like, I'm going to roll you over, and then just rolled him close to the center, and then done the finish, because he usually does have that amazing sense of ring awareness, doesn't he? But uh, wow. it, We got we to keep Chase strong. No, yeah, I guess. Fucking tough. You know why? Because he's probably been complaining like for the last year. He was like, I never got my U.S. title shot. I never got my U.S. title shot. I, never I got doubt. And I they doubt. were like, dude, you weren't yeah. winning that title anyway. But uh, anyway, let's let's go straight off to uh, more B-block action. Is that correct? Did I get the block names wrong? I don't care. It is Tamatonga versus Taichi. Yeah! With, with, yeah! with the perfect ref for this match. And I'm so happy it was you, Marty Asami, the the chump master general. So uh, I, I, lo I love this match. And since neither of us have had anything much to say about the previous two matches, I reckon you'll crush this, Mr. Andy. T take us through Tamatonga versus Taichi. A few minutes before this match started, I realized it was happening. And I was like, oh, my God, the Iron Finger. You know, because I, that was... 
one of the best things about pandemic pro wrestling was Naito, uh, you know, Naito and Sonata versus uh, the Techers and the Techers versus G.O.D. with the Iron Finger and all that. So here we are. Apparently it was in this building that, um, you know, when Tai Chi finally won the Iron Finger back. And that was a huge emotional moment. This is the feud that turned him face too, by the way. And what does Tai Chi have? He's got the iron finger and Miho Abe's with him and she is terrified. She's selling how scary this thing is, right? And Taichi seems confident. So Tomatonga, he proves he's a good guy, right? But Taichi doesn't believe him. You know, he's like, he says, he's hot. I'm Hantai. He says, no, you're a bad guy, right? So he throws the finger, you know, Tama or, or Taichi gets the finger out and throws the finger to Tama, reminding him of his evil past. And Tama is good now and won't touch it. So Tai Chi rubs it in his face and tries to put the glove on Tama. And, and Tai Chi taunts uh, Giotto, too, and tempts him, you know. But they, Giotto, like, won't even look at him. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like it's like if you ever try to feed your dog lettuce, they're just like, no. You know, they just won't, <laughs> they won't do it, you know. Uh, so Tai Chi's full on heel here, and it rules. It's so great. So the heat is all extremely entertaining because of the story stuff here. So since Tama's strength is in the comebacks, this is a perfect booking for him as a wrestler. This is great. You know, Taichi sets up for the buzzsaw kick, but the iron finger, it calls to him. He can hear it. He struggles with the magical powers of the glove. And there's a DVD from Tama and Chumpy uh, clears the glove from the ring. Right. And I wanted him to put it on so bad. We, of course, wanted, you know, Chumpy to start like zoning out and put the glove on and start attacking people. with it. That Man, that would have been hilarious. But he's not the star, you know, unfortunately. Uh, Thomas sets up for the, st the gun stunt, but the glove calls to him, too. And Taichi and Giotto play the devil and the angel on Tomatonga's shoulder. He fights the glove off, and they hit huge move after huge move. It's fucking awesome because of all the groundwork that they laid earlier in the match. After a huge double down, they hit lariats and strikes and a drop kick, but Taichi powers up. There's an axe bomber and a billion reversals. It's so great. Taichi goes for the uh, Yakazuna elbow, Yokozuna elbow, but he runs right into a gun stun. Tama wins, and Tama gives the glove back, saying, no more bad guy. And Taichi takes it back, and the, and the glove doesn't speak to him anymore. And what a fucking – this is incredible. <laughs> incredible. I'm, at, I, I, I'm not happy that Taichi lost, but that was the right – that's the right end of the story. Way that to was do the it. Right yeah. To do here. yeah, it was so great. Luke? So – I don't know how they managed it, but Tamatonga and Tai Chi managed to, to do a match that is completely silly and goofy, but also kind of never at the same time. Because when it's time to do the claw stuff, it's like, oh, fuck, this is amazing. I'm all in. I'm laughing my ass off. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it to both guys. <laughs> and then once the allure of the claw is no longer affecting them, they just beat the shit out of each other. And it's fucking awesome. So <clears throat> I like the story here because both these guys are kind of faces now, but they still have that kind of corrupted allure to that that glove. It is fantastic stuff. I loved it. This is a genuine, <laughs> yeah, it's a genuine G1 match here with the power of the claw, and man, it just it just works. I hope this is like a kind of thing that both men just kind of have to deal with every time they wrestle each other. It would it would just be super hilarious. I loved this match. I thought it was fucking awesome. Even though, yeah, I liked FaceTimer. I liked me some Tonga, but 
we're a Tai Chi podcast and we we're both going for Tai Chi. Unfortunately, we lost. <laughs> but by the end of this match, I was just like, yeah, that all made sense. So I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> so tell me, I mean, how can you be mad? I, yeah. How can you be mad? I mean, that was like a perfectly succinct story. And that's like, that's one of the things about New Japan is they're not just going to have a match between these guys and not remember all that shit that they went through together, you know? So, I mean, it's like, that's one of the best things about New Japan is they don't forget that stuff. So. And what I love about uh, the New Japan crowd is, yeah, sure, they like their bangers. They like their serious wrestling. That's what Jap- Japan's known for. But they'll take a, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll take a match like this and have a few laughs and clap and get get into it. They, they, the crowd seems to love this one too. So, yeah, this is just a winner all round for me, and uh, it might be in my, you know, rotation of mid- matches. I might want to check out again why is it always the goofy silly ones (laughs) because they're entertaining and they and they're memorable and it's like you don't i mean how many moves do you remember from a match i mean every once in a while there's one that's amazing and you're like oh my god i'll never forget that move you know uh jonah hitting that senton on the ramp to or whatever he calls it the standing senton thing on the ramp to uh okada i mean that was amazing right i might remember that a year from now but you know what i will remember from that match is the ending and the story part, you know, exactly. so it's like, it's always that way with these matches is that it's these moments that that's what you remember. So, yeah, you know. All right. So a block action here. We got Jonah versus Lance Archer. And uh, I, I like this match. It kind of further cements like this Jonah is a beast that, uh, that new Japan has plans for and that he might be sticking around, which I'm very happy with because uh, he looks like a big threat to the point where Archer just, he won't be able to, he can't beat him in the middle of the ring. So Archer kind of has to do whatever he can just to get any kind of win and to survive this guy. So I, I understand the story here. The ending uh, is, it's a count out. Archer gets his, gets a big boots. What? Am I whole laying again? Gr- I, I'm oh, yeah. grumbling because <laughs> I don't like to finish this match. Yeah. So I, I liked the match. I understand what they're going for with the finish. And also they're going for this, this this whole story about the A block here that Jonah at this point in the tournament, even though he's lost two matches, uh, well, he loses this match, of course, but he hasn't been submitted or counted out. So that's that's a kind of the big takeaway with this. So pinned. I think Jonah. Sorry? Pinned, you mean? Yeah, he hasn't been pinned or submitted this whole tournament. Okay. Uh, so he's only been counted out he counted out in the army match and big boot he falls out right at the end of the count and he gets counted out here as well which makes archer on six and also jonah on six points also uh, i just want to point out everybody doing that evil abe spot now everybody after he, yeah uh, it's... he's only been doing it for a year and everyone's just like oh everyone likes that spot I don't, I don't think it's on purpose i think no. they just keep doing running into that guardrail and like it's like a shoot now they're like shoot knocking him over so it's kind of irritating but luke there's something about this match i can't believe you didn't mention i mean this this match is fantastic it is like it's really good and like the reason why it's really good in my opinion i mean until the end is because they do the new japan strong style main event match but except they're just gigantic (laughs) so so as the kids say it hits different you know and they're bumping all over the place and everything looks like super impressive but i just you know like 
I don't like Archer no selling the Black Forest bomb, which he does. He gets gets up from it. Like, what? Why are we doing that? And I get it. It's part of a you know the the fire up thing. But like, I don't know. I I don't like the finish at all. It's like, you know, we want an actual winner in a new in like New Japan matches. We don't want this count out bullshit, you know. And yeah, you can do a couple of these, but I just I don't think that protects Jonah here. I think that makes Archer look dumb. That's what that does. You know, that's just my opinion. That's how I feel. I, I didn't really like the ending of it. But, man, up until that part, this is a really cool match. I mean, I'm telling you, some of these, like, normal spots that they're doing, just running the ropes or whatever, it's just like, holy shit. You know, the Jonah hit a flying shoulder tackle to the floor. <laughs> it's amazing. There's a cannonball from Archer. But Tito, he sacrifices himself and dives in the way. That was great. You know, I wish I had a friend like that. Yeah, we all need a bad enough dude to be our friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, like, I understand what they're going for. They want to keep uh, Jonah strong and have him lose but not lose. with Like, a counter loss makes sense with Yano. It's Yano. I don't know. I, I guess I wanted a definitive win, too. And I don't think it would have hurt Jonah because he's already beaten, like, Jeff Cobb and... Kazuchika Okada, like the two most over guys in the block, right? Well, yeah, and I just if you don't want to get pinned, then don't don't be in the G1. You know what well, I mean? Like I, I, I don't I'm know sure I'm sure like, Jonah does not have that input. I'm like I'm no, sure like, but you know what I mean. If yeah. you don't want guys being pinned, don't put them in the fucking G1 because yeah. dudes are getting pinned in the G1. So I mean, Okada's taking pins in the G1. You know, it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't hurt Okada. All right, so. That's because it rarely ever happens to Okada. He's won. That's true. Lost two G1 yeah. matches in like... I mean, Tanahashi <laughs> got pinned, you know, in the first match of the thing. That doesn't hurt him at all. I mean, I don't know. I just don't... I don't understand why it's such a big deal. But at the same time, maybe they have huge plans for Jonah that are way more important than losing count-out-wise to, to Lance Archer. Yeah, that's true. I, I think we both get what they're doing. We just, like, give us some fucking wins. Even if it was just like a, a cheeky roll-up, like uh, I just because Archer's I got a it, lot of weight on him, he could have easily like used that as leverage to yeah. Anyway, well, I and I if if we hadn't just had this amazing win by Jonah, you know, like now I'm mad that he lost. <laughs> it's like that that pissed me off. It's like what the fuck? He just he just beat Okada, but he can't beat Lance Archer. Come on. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That It's unbelievable to me. But, you know, I get it. I understand. All right. So let's let's go to what is and should always be considered as a marquee matchup in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It is Tetsuya Naito versus Kenta. All right. So, Mr. Andy, yeah, that's take, take us through this match. I love it. This is like pure wrestling heaven for me. I don't know if you feel the same, but take us through Kenta versus Naito. Yeah, this is a great match. You remember, oh, so wasn't good. it long ago, you know, Kenta showed up in New Japan right before the pandemic, and he and Naito had that match where Naito started bleeding. <laughs> it's just absolutely insane. If you've never seen that match, go back and watch it. It's Kenta versus Naito from some show, and I can't remember which one, but it's like in 2020, late or like early 2020. It's fucking incredible. So, you know, these guys have a lot of history, right? And Naito, he slowly prepares for the match, you know, with his, his clothing and stuff. And Kenta acts like a little kid who's not getting their way, you know, which as he should. 
and it's Kenta's hometown, but they're cheering for Naito. <laughs> it's just really funny. So, and Naito knows that, so he's playing that up. So they're both like hiding in the ropes from each other, and then they fight on the outside, and it's just rules. Kenta uses exposed turnbuckle to take over on Naito, beats the shit out of him. <laughs> it's great. And they do a Naito main event match. That's what this is, you know. And Naito works the crowd and cheering for Kenta by beating his elbow or beating him up with elbows. Like eventually Naito's, you know, taking it to Kenta so hard that the crowd starts cheering for Kenta. It's huge moves back and forth as they whip the crowd into a frenzy after, uh, and, and then there's a GTS that turns into a destino of sorts. They do the Bouyer spot and it's really, really stiff. Uh, there's turnbuckle shenanigans and Nido's bleeding a little bit. And in the end though, Nido prevails with some kind of like off balance, very scary looking destino. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God, are you guys going to die? I was expecting a little more out of this. I think. You know, but I really liked it a lot. Don't get me wrong. I was just, you know, I was expecting it to be a little more violent, you know, but it was it was very good. Don't get me wrong. This is a fantastic match. It, it is a fantastic match. I guess, like, when you see the previous match where I remember them laying down, Naito's in a point of a pool of blood. They're both laying down. They're both <laughs> kind of looking at each other going, man, we fucking crushed this, didn't we? And I'm like, yeah, you did. So you, you kind of have that. In, your, in the back of your mind when you watch this match. But Naito did get busted open. Like, he's, he, I think, nose or something like that. So he was he was bleeding. Uh, not profusely, not as bad, but uh, Kenta did get a few stiff shots in. It's, like, it's hard to say it's not their best match because this match is awesome and I loved every second of it. But you're right, you know, maybe they didn't go as all out. They've both got to do other matches in this G1, so I can kind of understand that. They don't have, like, the maybe a few nights break or something that they normally would have if, if uh, you know, from that previous match, they probably had a, a week off or something, but they've got to wrestle some more. So I can understand sure. I'm not putting everything out there, but considering they didn't put everything out there, I was still worried that one of them might die. Uh, Naito has feuds where I'm just like, don't die. The one's with Kenta. Yeah. The other one I can think of at the top of my head is with Abushi, And Kenta also has feuds where I'm just like, please don't die. And that is with Naito and, of course, Hiroshi Tanahashi. (laughs) So, so yeah, it is awesome stuff. I have to admit, I was kind of going for Kenta, but Naito's already lost too many matches because he lost them all at the start. You know he's going to win. You know know he's going to win. Naito's going to win. And that was another thing I think that kind of, you know, I was kind of looking past this match a little bit. But, you know, what I wasn't looking past is that I didn't realize that ELP, Extremely Large Phallus, uh, knows japanese because after the match you know <laughs> i know he's doing he's doing his whole shebang kevin kelly's like go ahead and translate and elp translates and it turns out that this whole time that you know naito does his spiel after after a big win he's been talking about pizza this whole time i had no idea all pizza all the time yeah. of course uh pizza. chris was probably on the tweet he doing the real translations but i'm just like what real <clears throat> Also, you know, sure. I heard him say L pizza. I'm pretty sure that's Spanish also, for pizza. Also, speaking of Chris, like, dude, get your fucking ass on a bus and get your ass to these shows. What the fuck, man? Don't give me that shit that he's busy. I'm pretty sure Kevin Kelly's got a fucking family back in America. In fact, they're all in another country and he's here for all of it. 
And this motherfucker can't get on a local bus to get his ass. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have learned about, you know, the whole pizza thing with Nido because ELP, the, you know, he's that's better. true. I like it. ELP was great on commentary, so I don't know why you want Chris Charles. I know. So. Look, I like uh, I like the, I like the Mr. Filthies on the commentary. I like the El Fantasmo <laughs> on the commentary. Uh, and look, uh, Lance Archer is not the best at the commentaries. Okay. That takes mm-hmm. us into 915. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, okay. One, one of my big pet peeves in podcasting is when a guy's interviewing a guy and the person who's doing the interviewing, uh, a.k.a. Chris Jericho, you ever listen to his show? He's just like, mm. Oh, mm, oh, mm. the whole fucking time the other guy's talking. Motherfucker, we know you're listening. You don't have to make noises with your mouth to listen or you're listening. I don't care. <laughs> mm, mm, okay. Mm, mm. It's like in the background, he's, he's got like salt and pepper stuck in his mind. He's like, ah, push it. Push it. Yeah. <laughs> that song it's fucking fantastic. awesome. Salt and pepper are great, man. Yeah, that. man. They're all fucking awesome. No, they weren't awesome. They are awesome. Yeah. I'll take that back. Yeah. Now, so, TLC, uh, they were awesome. You know, yeah. But, uh, man, I love TLC, too. Wow. I can't believe one of them's passed away. Then that was ages yeah. ago, too. Yeah. Um, Me too proud today. Which one? Uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Yeah. That's that was that was shocking. Fucking burning houses down and shit. You know? But, I mean, hey, you know, I liked, uh, I liked them a lot. But they, yeah. I mean, they aren't in vogue, you know? either i mean i love invoke too you know i love well, all those yeah. <laughs> all those groups <laughs> don't go chasing don't go chasing waterfalls or scrubs oh. so <laughs> Remember, uh, you know the song rio by uh duran duran you yeah know, her name is rio and she it's the same melody as don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh. Eh, now you, you'll never unhear that don't go chasing waterfalls. All right, so here we are, night 15 of the G1 Climax 32. This is the only show of the G1 Climax that I have not watched live. So uh, thank you to Mr. Mr. Guy for handling the, the tweeties that night. Also, uh, you sent me a couple of messages like, you gotta you got to pay close attention during a couple tag matches. So I'm just like, oh. Really? I gotta pay attention to you on the fucking tags? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, but, uh, no, <laughs> so let's sad. start it off with uh, Yoshihashi with Ryohai Iwa and Yudo Nakashima versus uh, Will Ospreay, Hennare, and Jeff Cobb. And uh, Iwa makes a cardinal sin of just pissing Jeff Cobb off. He, by being a young lion and actually, you know, going for it. And it's like, dude, I'm just tagging with my buddies against young lions. I don't want to have to work this hard. So Cobb just beats his ass up. Yoshihashi is in this match for like two seconds. Uh, Ultima on Yudo Nakashima. Yeah, I didn't like this version of on, of uh, United Empire. They were being like heels and like, like cheaty heels, which is not what they are. That was weird. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Next, we had Ishii and Yano, former uh, IWGP heavyweight tag champions, of course, versus Jonah Hex and Big Teats. And uh, this is great. Uh, Yano wants Big Teats. He's like, give me Big Teats. But Jonah tags in and Ishii's like, that's that's what you wanted. 
So um, this uh, this math is super fun, according to my notes. And Ishii and Jonah, they go for a bit. I like that a lot. Ishii suplexes Jonah for a huge crowd reaction. And then it starts to get really fun. There's a roll up with a low blow and Yano, he pins big teats. Yes, he does. By the way, I do want to mention that like when uh, big teats tags out and Jonah comes in for the start, Yano wants to tag out and Ishii's just like, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Ishii's like, that's what you wanted. You get I love Ishii's no reaction. It says so much with saying nothing. You know, it's the best. <laughs> they're, they're the odd couple of wrestling, like Yano and Ishii. It, it shouldn't work either, but it, it just does. It really does. Uh, chalk, chalk and cheese can sometimes go together very well. You know well. what's sad It's sad about that uh, team is that Ishii's the Gennady of that team. Oh, no. He is. He is. It's sad. Uh, yeah. That's you've just fucking bummed me out. I don't want to talk about it. It's my last episode, everyone. <laughs> oh my god. So next we have uh, Kenta Rockhard and Gato versus Archer and Takataichi Mania. Archer steals Gato's hat and all the I book club guys are really little whips about it. In fact, <laughs> they because Archer's in their space in the, in the ring, they have to toot sweet outside, and they keep getting Archer to back off, and then they keep arguing about who has to go in first. And I believe the loser is Gato. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is really fun. No one wants to go in there and face uh, <laughs> face that Archer. <laughs> so it's an hilarious fun time, and of course, like uh, Taichi pins Gato after doing uh, that sumo strike to the face. And this match is notable because it is the first match this whole tour that Takamichi Noku does oh! not lose. Oh my god, he is won! Awesome! He won! Wow, they, yeah, they, like won. Make, they like all raise his hand and act like it's his birthday or something. It's oh so my god. great. Arch is like, get up, on the, get up on the corner and, and, and put your arms yeah. up. So he does. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. gives him a tap on the back. And then Archer gives him like a slap on the front, and and uh, <laughs> and Tucker just fall, <laughs> falls back down on the ground onto the mat, which I thought was he fucking sells. hilarious. He, he sells for his uh, teammates. That's right. So uh, well, next there's our big surprise. So we have uh, Lij oh versus God. Bullet Club, which is uh, Team T-shirt, huge, huge, and show. And uh, finally. Finally, Luke, I mean, after all this time listening to, you know, Kevin Kelly talk about Chris Sampsa and all these other people and how great they are and how awesome they are, we finally get a shout out because you heard it at the top of the show. You know, I tweeted out about a Gene LaBelle story because Gene LaBelle unfortunately passed away recently. And Kevin Kelly read my tweet and said, never open podcast on a New Japan broadcast. Yeah! Yeah! <coughs> finally! Finally, <laughs> we've been trying to do that for a long time. So instead of talking about this match, uh, which at the end of it, it was, um, uh, oh, my my note says I had to go poop, so I didn't see who won. So anyway, oh, someone won. won this match. Chase, Chase pins Bushi, but like I, I don't have any notes for this match at all. There's nothing wrong with the match. It's fine. It's fun. It's a match. Uh, all I could think of was, oh, my God, Kevin said I'm Oh my god! 
Yeah. So the reason he said our name is is he has mentioned uh, that you know Gene Labelle passed away, which if you don't know who he is, is a legendary guy in you know every I mean, kind of anyone heard of the Labelle look? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So um, he's like you've seen him on TV playing a ref before too, whether you know it or not. So Gene Labelle is uh you know was famous for doing stunt work as well, and you know he was on a movie with uh Steven Seagal. And so Steven Seagal is, uh, you know, notoriously a just fake martial artist, right? So he was uh, talking shit uh, to all the like, you know, all the stuntmen, which are a lot of UFC guys and, and Gene LaBelle. And he said that no one could choke him out. There's no way you could choke him out. So Gene LaBelle's like, well, can I try? And he's like, well, you can't. You can't choke me out. So go ahead and try. And Gene LaBelle proceeded to, in front of everyone, choke him out um, immediately. And uh, Steven Seagal pooped his pants. <laughs> That's a real story that actually happened. And it's pretty funny. So uh, I mentioned that. And Kevin said he had not heard that story before, which is shocking. Oh, there you go. So uh, we get we get a shout out. And it was about butt stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and Bring it back around. Steven Seagal sucks. Uh, I'm, I'm quite happy with that story as well. So uh, rest in peace, Mr. LaBelle, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, now, let's let's get into it with some D-Blog action. We've got El Fantasmo versus David Finley. At the start, you see uh, El Fantasmo crushing Finley's head. I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing it. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, one thing is distracting about this match, that, and that uh, Finley has a crack in his butt. I know. It's crazy, right? We all do, but... The seam of his pants are in line with the crack on his butt. And that seam, I don't think it has a full G1 in it. In, or if it does, it definitely won't last well, Tagley. <laughs> but uh, this is a, a really, really cool match, which uh, it really tells an interesting story here. So early on in the match, there's these pinning combos. And David Finley almost wins this early. And he's like, oh, missed it by that much. Right, and he's like, I almost got you, dude. I almost got you. And, and wow. So uh, he nearly got it done. <laughs> and by the end of this match, like, it, it's a great match. Like, you could expand on it a bit more, but I like the story, how it leads up to the end of the match where they get into pinning combina- combinations again. But it's not David who, who's managed to get, get the uh, the one, two, three. It's El Fantasmo showing him up. So I really liked that kind of foreshadowing at the start and how it kind of pays off. I no, I've said in the past I'm a little annoyed with all the roll-up fucking wins, but this one actually worked for me because they kind of foreshadowed it at the start and uh, how David made a big deal about it. So, yeah, El Fantasmo on four and David Finley on six. I thought it was really good. What do you think? Yeah, this match is great. At the beginning, ELP gets the fans to, to like, stomp, stop, clap, and it sounds incredible. Like the whole place is shaking. You know, it's like, yeah. it's so great, man. I love that. There's a really funny part where ELP does all these flips and shit. And he's like, hey, Finley, your dad teach you that? And and, <laughs> and Finley's like, no, he didn't actually. Um, and they did, uh, they do like juniors, like pinning, running the rope shit. And Finley, you know, is, he hangs and it's great. I love it. Um I love all the flippy shit from uh, from ELP. It's great. 
I don't know. This is a really cool match. The and what you know, the one thing is like leading up to that that fish out of water spot at the end that ends it. There's a humongous Frankensteiner where like Finley just is launches himself across the ring. It is incredible. And I thought the fish out of water spot was great because it wasn't just a roll up. It was like incredible pinning combinations going back and forth, back and forth. And ELP just barely gets the pin. So like it, that's a hey, there's a way to beat a guy without having it be a dumb count out. You know, mm-hmm. and it, doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt him. Hmm, that's one way to do it. And Lang incorporated it into a story. Oh, we're just gonna do a roll up finish, and they probably like huh. they probably the two men probably spoke to it like, hey, let's do some roll ups at the start and set it up for it to the end. Yeah, nice. Makes like Finley doesn't look bad losing this match, and ELP looks good winning it. So you know, it helps all round. Wow, amazing what you can do with some some pretty interesting booking. We're like, let's go to you here for some B block action, Mr. Andy. It is Tamatonga versus the Great Okan. I like this a lot too. You know, I'm sad that Great Okan's record is what it is, but it's fucking man, bullshit. He's crushing it though. It is bullshit. It's uh, it's all the shits. It's dog shit. It's horse shit and bullshit. Um, it's cat shit too. So, uh, but at the beginning, they do a bunch of mat wrestling. It's really good. Great Okan claws Tama to the second rope and throws him off, which is cool. Uh, Great Okan beats Tama up on the outside for countout spot, and Tama comes back after Great Okan tries to get him to kiss the boot. That's when it's too far. You try to get him to kiss the boot, he's like, oh, I'm coming back now. And, you know, one thing I don't like is that I don't want the WWE count comeback in my in any New Japan match. I know there's a couple guys that do it. One of them's Jado. okay? So, Tamatonga, maybe we don't need this. And that's the thing where it's, you know, it's bump feed, bump feed, bump feed, like three times in a row. And they do that in here. I don't like it. Great Okan uses the claw to cut uh, Tama off, though, and he gets a really great snap suplex. Great Okan catches Tama and throws him for a front fallaway slam. My top uh, tope move. What's that? Top rope move, maybe? I don't know. It was a front fallaway slam? What? That was shit. That was a shit. That shit was crazy is what I'm trying to spit out. Amazing. I understand. <laughs> I love that. There's a big Bouillet spot where Great Okan wins the exchange and hits Mongolian chops. He even knocks Tama out of the air. Like, it's really great. Tama catches him, though, on the last one and hits a DVD bomb. There's a Supreme Flow for two. Gunstun is countered with the, the claw, and Great Okan does this crazy, like, side gory special airplane spin, which we haven't seen yet in the tournament. I haven't so seen it for really a while, yeah. really happy to see that. That move is amazing. There's a sheet killer, but Eliminator, but Gunstun out of midair. Cool finish, and Tama wins. Boo! But this, you know, what this does is this sets up Tama Tonga versus Jay Whito, which will decide the block winner. So that's pretty cool. You know, I get it. I get it. I, I still like it pains me that Greater Khan is on fucking two goddamn yes. points. That is some Maybe they'll kick him out of United Empire and he'll go out on his own. Oh, you know? He'll he'll fit in anywhere. He's just awesome. But yeah, I really like this match too. It's it's like the Greater Khan just stopping Tamatonga's offense a lot of the time. So the which leads to the finish where Tamatonga has to kind of take him by surprise. Apparently it is sheep killer like bah sheep not sheik killer so i've we've been hearing it wrong and saying it wrong it is sheep killer no one's corrected this so you know everyone listening is dumb <laughs> just like we are 
but it is sheep killer because they talk about it on the commentary. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yep. Okay. Really? Oh, yep. Yeah. Yes. Our listeners are smarter than we are. Yes. Yeah, that, that is true. So, yeah, it was an awesome match. It's just the finish hurts my soul because I know the greater kinds of eliminated, but you can't give them a goddamn victory now. Like, <sighs> That just it just pains my my soul in a really deep way. But you know, Tamatonga's on eight points in the G1, eh? That's pretty damn gnarly. That's good for him. So uh, I'll take this one. It's pretty short. It's probably yeah, I love this match. I, I know I'm a house of torture guy, but that's I thought this match was I was just talking awesome. about talking about how we needed a squash match in the G1, and we got it. It was awesome. Yeah, we did. This is evil versus Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, there's a decoy, decoy Zack Sabre Jr. coming out at the start, of course, which Dick Togo and Evil beat the shit out of. Oh, but no. It is Kosai Fujita. And they beat him up even more. Anyway, Togo's like, where is this motherfucker? And he goes out to the back, you know, where the, the flap is, where you come out. And, yep, Zack's got him in a wrist lock. So, but they get, they eventually get the drop on Zack and they take him in inside the ring. And the match finally starts. And putting Zach inside the ring was their first and only mistake. That, <laughs> it, it, it's just all downhill. Because I feel like like if Zach Sabre Jr. was on commentary, he'd know his shit more than like uh, Filthy Tom would. Because if I feel like I feel like he works with all the different wrestlers to create different stuff and all this kind of thing. So he's, he's a guy who's great at submissions and he's great at reversals. So what's he going to do? Oh. All right, evil's distracting the ref. Well, I've just taken out Dick Togo. I've just twisted his arm with uh, with his with his legs, catching a low blow or something. Now I've just done an arm bar or something on him. Oh look, evil's trying to do something. You know, I'll twist his arm up too. This is so short, and uh, <laughs> Zack Saber Jr. even saves Chumpy a couple times and twists Togo and Evil's arms up. Really, uh, it's such a fucking funny fast-paced match. It's just like. Zack Sabre Jr. is like, yeah, I know what you guys are up to. And look, bitch, I'm from Suzuki Goon. You can't out heal, heal a fucking heel master like me. Uh, I know that's really Katamari, but you know what I mean. So yeah. he gets, uh, he just twists evil up into a zero clutch, one, two, three, and Zack Sabre Jr. in less than five minutes pins evil. <laughs> Match maybe went longer for five minutes because they were fighting at the, uh, before the bell quite, for quite a bit. But as soon as that bell rang, <laughs> it's the shortest match of the tournament. Yeah. And it wasn't a Yano match. <laughs> he single-handedly defeated Evil Dick, which is crazy. But there is a funny part in this match, too, where he's about to do the Abe spot. Zack Sabre Jr. is. But he waits oh, yeah. to let Abe move. Babyface. Totally. Fucking, fucking babyface shit. Yeah, this is fun. I'm glad this happened. Same. I thought you were saying, oh... But yeah, let's let's jump into it. I've got a lot of notes on this one. Uh, it is uh, Filthy Tom Lawler versus Kazuchika Okada, and man, I, I just I really like this match. Tom takes it to the mat and you know just tries to work on Okada. He's mostly working on one of Okada's hands and arms. He even uses the his first layer of no the, the outer layer of his shorts. You know, he takes his shorts off. And he uses that as a weapon to kind of get leverage to control a Carter's arm. You know, he gets it into the railing. He smashes it against the ring post and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. I love this. Uh, <laughs> and a Carter does one of my favorite drop kicks 
that there is, which is when uh, Tom, Tom is uh, sitting on the top turnbuckle and Okada just jumps up, drop kicks him, and the opponent lands to the floor. And uh, that's, I know he does it all the time. I, I, I yeah, probably don't, don't mention that enough, but I love that fucking move. The fans gasp, though, when Tom gets Okada in a choke and wrist lock at the same time. Like, they fucking gasping. So, oh my. There's a great, there's some great drop kick spots. Oh, I missed, you missed the first one. I was ready for that. Nope, second one. Boom. There's another filthy submission, and this time the crowd's even more worried because it's deeper into the match. The crowd's freaking the fuck out, and and I'm getting a little worried. Like I'm like, all right, I can I can get behind filthy ridden this. I don't think you are, but I can. but there's a third submission this time, and man, this time I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, holy shit. There's great strikes by uh, Tom Lawler too, uh, but he's taken out pretty much all of Ekata's finishes he can't really do the money clip and he can't maintain wrist control for the rainmaker, rainmaker. so yeah his arms all ouchy yeah so the finish of this match makes sense and you know tom almost manages to get it but okada just traps him with a roll-up one two three okada wins i thought this match was fucking awesome this this is this of course Okada made Tom Lawler look like a fucking million dollars. But Tom Lawler was really gnarly in this match too. It was great back and forth. Really cool psychology. I just love this match. I thought it was fantastic. What did you think? One of the reasons this match is good is because Tom Lawler is a heel in it. and He's a good heel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like Okada's selling his ass off. But I thought something very interesting at the beginning. Obviously, it's a joke. But it tells the whole story of the match is that on the way out to the ring, Royce Isaacs has an umbrella to protect Tom Lawler from the rain maker. And that's the whole game plan, right, is that he's just going to fuck his arm up so that he can't hit the rain maker. So, you know, that's kind of the whole point, And that was the story of the match. It's good. This is a very good match. And it's good because, like I said, Tom gets Tom Lawler gets to heal out and be a heel. Against, you know, babyface uh, Okada, who's selling his ass off. Okada is having a tremendous G1, right? I mean, like, he is – this this is one of the – you know, I know he, like, won last year or whatever, but didn't he, didn't he win last year? Yeah, I think uh, – and, uh, and so, I mean, he had a good one last year, but this year, man, it's like – it's like – you know, Wrestle Kingdom Okada's coming out in a lot of these matches, and, <clears throat> you know, he did a really great job. I think I like even I've been more pro Okada this this tournament as well. <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, I I like this match. Uh, I did like. Uh, we do have um, Lance Archer on commentary, and he told a story about how Chumpy kicked him in the balls once. You know, which is uh, <laughs> life life makers. You know, but uh, I I don't think I enjoyed this match as much as everybody else did because I was just bored. <laughs> Sorry, it's not it's not anybody's fault except me for you know, the time that I had to, you know, it's just, it's, sometimes it's early and you're just like, okay, all right, cool. Okada, just win this match already. Come on. You know, and that's kind of what I was waiting for. And then he won, but the story's great. The the work in the ring was fantastic. I mean, it, this is a good match. Don't, don't listen to me. I feel like sometimes I'm the, uh, this match is not for me. Andy, please like put some shine on it. And I think this time the reverse happened and it's fine. It happens. Yeah definitely all right so let's do it it is our main event it is c block action it is hiroshi tanahashi versus American uh, <laughs> 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 all right 
uh, I gushed big time about a card of a, an Akata match. So that just happened, everyone. <laughs> Mr. Andy, take us through Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Goto. Uh, I mean, I don't have a ton to say about this, but, uh, you know, Goto, my first note says, Goto's going to win this, obviously. <laughs> so since if Tanahashi wins, it eliminates Naito. So yeah. uh, this is why we don't want to know that stuff is because it just ruins the finish of every match. So plus Goto just lost to Tanahashi. Like, he just lost to him. So, you know, this you were able big... to tune out the scores like a lot earlier than I was because I'm writing them down for the, you know, the fucking podcast. And so I can tell the listeners and all that kind of stuff. So, so a lot of the time I've noticed oh, because of maths and the math is a lot simpler this year with four blocks. That I've been able to work stuff out. Now it's gotten to the point where even you who's tuned it out as much as you can are just like, oh, fuck, now I even I yeah. get this. And yeah. Well, it's hard to tune out when they're screaming it in your ear from commentary. Yeah, true. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, and like I said, he just lost to Tanahashi, you know, to for the AEW thing. So um, it's a Tanahashi heel match, which I really like to see. You know, Tanahashi's full heel. However, I'm sad because Goto's going to win, and it affects my enjoyment of the match. Uh, they do a ton. They do a ton of Hashi match, but it's really stiff and really violent, especially at the end. Um, you know, Goto's bleeding all over the place, and you know, I, there's a Shodo, and you know, GTR, and Goto wins. It's like it's like all right, Goto's like all right, guys, all right, Goto, you win this. And Tanahashi's like, oh, you, all right, fine. You're winning. You beat me for the first time in years. You're bleeding. <laughs> so, you know. He, he beat him was, up. He beat the shit out of Goto, which was, that was enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. I like to see him get his ass whooped, you know. Made I, him look I, like I, he had a glass jaw, didn't he? He just, like, <laughs> fucking bitch slapped him right in the fucking mouth. Oh, my God. So, look, if Goto has to win, I like the wins where he has to fucking fight really hard and dig really deep. And he kind of looks like a bit of a badass, bleeding like a little bitch and all that stuff. So, yeah, Goto, well done. But, you know, we think Naito's winning this whole tournament, so there was no way yeah. he was getting knocked out. No fucking way. Doesn't hurt Tanahashi to take a few L's. He's looked really good this G1. And, you know, it's Goto. Yay. Hey, man, remember that Tomatonga <laughs> versus Taichi match? That shit was awesome, man. Remember that? That, man, that was the fucking I love best. That. I love fucking... that. Man, that was so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, remember remember when Naito and Kenta were fighting? Oh, that was really good. I like that. Yeah, that was really cool, too. I mean, like, I would say Tomatonga, back-to-back, had two really good matches. Uh, Greater Khan and Tai Chi, so... You know, he was a big part of tai chi. reason both those tai chi. Sorry, <laughs> tai chi. I like that. It's like a dish. Tai chi. Tonight on the menu we have tai chi, and uh, yeah. I'm, so I'm, well, you know, I'm cooking. I'm cooking the tai chi, and uh, sticking his head around the corner, sniffing the food is Doki. Is the same. Oh man, I miss Doki. He'll be back. I miss him bad. You know, I don't. You didn't see this, so uh, Mr. Bread and his adventures in the N1 tournament. I don't know what his record is. I'm not really concerned about that. But he put out one of the coolest T-shirts of all time. And it's basically like – it's like just a bunch of different kinds of bread. And it's like, eat bread and you'll be the best. That's like what it says. It's something like that. It's so funny. 
So that's oh really God. important. I want to make sure that we mention that. Might that might convince but, me uh, to get my first Noah-related T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but Luke, uh, you know, we got a couple shows coming up this weekend. I mean, this is this was 14 and 15, right? Or 15 and 16? I don't know what days. 14 and 15. Yeah, so we got five shows left. Um, you know, obviously, who's going to win has become, you know, going to become more and more clear. But, you know, uh, some highlights from this weekend. You know, we got Jeff Cobb versus Yano. That'll be fun. Um, oh, yeah. Shingo's going to beat the shit out of Huge Huge. Uh, and, and get his Jay revenge White. because the last time Yujiro held him back from getting into the ring, and it was a count out. And I was really angry. Right. And uh, but really, the match of the tournament is happening on Saturday, which is tomorrow or today for you. Tai Chi versus Jay Whiteo. That's the match of the tournament right there. I wanted to see that ever since you know we saw the the lineups. That's going to be fantastic. And uh, you know then on Sunday, uh, there's other stuff. Tai Chi versus Great Ocon, Luke. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Are we okay with that? That's going to be yeah. amazing. And uh, guess what? Guess what headlines the <laughs> Sunday oh, show? Guess fuck. what headlines? <laughs> I just saw it. It's Kenta versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Dead men Please. walking. Yes. <laughs> I can understand Kenta saying, "Hey, let's have a let's have a fucking amazing match, but uh, let's lay on lay off on the extreme violence." Because uh, I've got Tanahashi next, and uh, I, I don't want to die. <laughs> Kenta has to. Kenta has to win that, right? I mean, he's got to. Come on, man, give him a break. He's got. He he doesn't have any wins. Let's get. Let's give Kenta some wins. But yeah, Tai Chi versus Great Okan. Tai Chi versus Jay Whiteo. That's gonna be a great weekend. I'm excited for that. I'm fucking amped up for those matches. Where where are we wrestling? Where are we wrestling? Where are we wrestling? We're at in Tokyo at Machida Gymnasium. Oh, we're in Tokyo, so fucking. And what's his face? It might turn up to work that Water. night. Yeah. yeah what? <laughs> and then we're in Nagano, in a place called White Ring, for Sunday. I'm sure you'll tell us all about that place, if you can be bothered. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll episode. see. That's right. So, uh, man, two pretty rad shows. I think. Uh, there's only three block night shows left, and I think the last night will be uh, the finals. So not the first last night will be the two semifinals from uh, you know the four blocks, and then the in the final. So oh man, it's it's almost over. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's been a <laughs> long it's been a long tournament, man. I'm uh I'm both you know, disappointed that it's almost over and also really relieved as well. Yeah, I'm starting to feel the fatigue a little bit, and we'll see how this weekend's goes with shows. I know I'll be up for the uh, Saturday show. Beyond that, we'll on see Sunday. what happens. Yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, you know, it's exciting, and, you know, I, I think this has been a fantastic tournament. And uh, I have to say, I think it's the best one we've covered. I think you said that last week, and yeah. you know, I think it's true. This, is, uh, this has been the best G1 in quite some time, not to be cliche, but it has. And uh, I'm I'm pretty happy about uh, how everything's gone. And I just want to end up and end with I agree. This is probably my favorite G1 that we've covered. Even though you know I had some issues I mentioned a few episodes back, they're still there. But the wrestlers have done a great job making me forget all that stuff by just putting on fucking great matches and telling awesome stories. But just something here about this Tai Chi Jay White match, uh, you can tell how much I like a guy when. I don't mind if he beats Jay White. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome if Tai Chi won. I would love Greater, that. Greater Khan's oh, one man, of those guys for me. 
and yes uh, so is tai chi so you know i bet you tai chi he might he's probably gonna lose his last two matches there you know or the, these two matches he's probably gonna lose however it'd be pretty cool if he lost if he beat jay and then lost to great okan because that'd be a good win for great okan and that'd be a cool thing for the future for jay you know so i don't yep. know we'll see i i have a feeling that jay's story is you know kind of going a different way but we'll see what happens you know not too sure where his story's going but i i have a feeling he'll make it to the semis and he'll lose the semi and then there'll be the final and yeah i don't know that's just my i don't i'm not so annoyed that he might not win this year because he's he's the champ i'm just happy seeing that big gold belt on him it's still the stank belt and i wish it was the previous belt but i'm happy he has it i'm sorry guys i still have not fully warmed up to that belt even though both Shingo and now Jay White have both held that damn thing. <laughs> but uh, but he's he's never won the G1, right? No, he hasn't. So that's the one, like kind of like feather in his cap that he's missing, right? So hmm, interesting. And Jay seems to do uh, Jay seems to do things that aren't done that often. Like he's the first person since I started watching New Japan to actually win the briefcase. Like he, he yeah, beat a boost the G1 briefcase and like that's never happened. So another thing that's never happened since I've been watching is a champion winning a tournament. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Has, hmm. Yeah. That would be that that's, would be gnarly. That's the best case I've heard for Naito not winning. So, you know, I mean, it'd be <laughs> great if it, he gets to the finals and Naito beats him. And then and I don't know if that's even possible. I don't know how it works, but uh you know, if Naito beats him in the finals, that's, you know, that'd be a good thing because then, then Jay could just beat him again at, at Wrestle Kingdom. So that's right. <laughs> it'd be Naito losing again at Wrestle Kingdom, <laughs> which I, you know, I, I mean, that's, I, we'll see what happens. <laughs> anyway, that's anyway, fun. that's fun to talk about wrestling. I love talking about wrestling, and I love talking about wrestling with you, Mr. Andy. Hence, hence what we do here. I've had a great time. Hmm. And uh, unless you've got anything else to add, in Gato, we trust. Nido was talking about pizza. 